Welcome to the Onyx Podcast. I'm this week's host, Dixie Cochran, here with Eddie Webb. Hello. And Matthew Dawkins. Hi. Wait. Wait, what? I don't think oh, it's sorry. Matthew. I have a cold. <laughs> Wait, when you have a cold, you also get an American accent, Matthew? <laughs> well, don't you know I'm from Alabama? I've heard that. <laughs> I mean, if you were from Birmingham, though, it actually makes sense. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a little town called Salisbury, Alabama. <laughs> I'd believe that. <laughs> uh, now I'm gonna Google no. this. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, our uh, third kind of drop-in co-host joining us today is Danielle Lozan. Uh, Hello. <laughs> who has been on the podcast many times before? I'm sure you all know who she is. Requiem Dev, Dev for a bunch of Trinity stuff, Dev for a bunch of Science stuff. Dev of all trades, Danielle. That's that's it. Dev of dev all of trades. Danger. <laughs> International dev, dev of, of mystery. International dev of mystery. Yes, I. That that's is, it. That's it. That's, that's it. my new title. Please put <laughs> that on your business cards going forward. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm already. I'm already contacting Meredith Gerber to to draw me. Up my business card. <laughs> it's like a picture of you with like a, a cool hat, like from the side, with like your like collar up, and it's like Dan- Danielle, international dev of mystery. With a red coat. A red coat, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> exciting. I like that. Uh, either way, we are here today <laughs> with Danielle and not Matthew, sadly, who couldn't join us, but we all know how that is in uh, it's 2021 now, but you know, there's still some 2020 bleed happening. Uh, yes. Please, 2020 part wait a minute. Two. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> what? It's 2021 now? When did that happen? Yes. Uh, about, yes. about eight it's days ago. It's still March 2020. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're out to April 2020. The oh, other geez. day I woke up and I was convinced it was like still December and we still had like, like I was, I was looking at a carton of milk in my fridge on like the 3rd of January and it said December 29th. And I was like, oh, that's, a, that's, that's a ways out still. <laughs> because somehow my brain forgot that Christmas happened. Uh, because wow. of did it, what has been happening with the year. Um, I, mean, I I don't know about you, but Christmas didn't happen here, so. I mean, it happened here in that my boyfriend and I exchanged a couple of small gifts, and I took a week off. No, Christmas, Christmas didn't happen. Instead, like, weirdly, all of December, I just kept getting packages in the mail that were oh, addressed okay. to me. Oh, right. <laughs> That I didn't order. It was amazing. <laughs> most of ours were things that i ordered because we did a super low-key holiday so it was like just being the boyfriend like exchanging like the, like three gifts apiece and then nice. for the household we got an oculus rift so i've been playing beat saber Ooh, a nice. lot nice. a lot of beat saber nice. it's a workout it's actually a pretty good little cardio workout um I, but uh... it's fun if i if i can trick myself into working out that's like the kind of working out i want to do Sure. Yeah, I I bought uh, my husband an Oculus for Christmas. It's not here yet because that's how Christmas works. Right. Um, well, because it's not Christmas yet. It's April twenty twenty. Right. Exactly. Time, so, well, we got you know, time. We got time. Uh, but when it shows up, I'm excited to to use his toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We the so my boyfriend likes to play Star Wars Squadrons and some of the other Star Wars uh, games. So he has been doing yes. like lightsaber training and stuff and playing. You know. <laughs> x-wing pilot and then i've been doing beat saber um and i also got one of like they're like dance based games because i i was like a ddr kid back in the day like i enjoy those kind of games um and being able to do them in the comfort of my own home without the slippery terrible dance pad oh yeah is uh (laughs) really nice Because, oh my god, the at-home dance pads for DDR were so annoying. Like, you, like, couldn't really do it in socks because you'd slip all over the place. Mm-hmm. So you had to be, like, barefoot. And then if you got, like, sweaty, it would get sticky. And, I was just, and like, it would, it, would, it would, like, slip all over the carpet. I had, like, one friend who invested in the metal dance pad. Mm-hmm. And everybody yes. else just had the, like, terrible plastic ones. Like, I, I never owned one. I just played at arcades and, like, friends' houses. Yes. But, Yeah. So Beat Saber is filling that void in my life, especially because I found the website where you can download custom levels other people have made with music that isn't from the game. Oh, interesting. So, like, I have, like, Hamilton on my Beat Saber. 
<laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> I have I I all kinds of. Uh, yeah, I'm actually it's, it's it's probably like dubiously legal because you are technically getting the song, and it's free. <laughs> Shh, but shh, I'm not giving Dixie, it to other people. Shh, Dixie, <laughs> shh, shh. How dare you announce such a thing on a podcast in public? Now it's <laughs> if you it's heard like what the people Napster back in the day. Oh my god, Napster <laughs> like, bad. I didn't say the name of the website. God, I'll tell know. you privately once you get your Oculus. Okay, okay. <laughs> Please I mean, do, but is- don't. That's illegal. <laughs> It is literally just for Beat Saber, and it's just custom maps, though. So, like, mm-hmm. it's not like I'm playing it on my radio station, you know? You have or, a radio like, station? burning CDs of it. Yes, of course I do. No, I don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm trying to defend my practices here. Dixie uh, Radio. Eddie, did you get any cool toys for the holidays? Or for your birthday? Um, um, uh, well, I mean, I, I did get, it wasn't a cool toy, but for my birthday, um, uh, my family got me a, a cameo from Sylvester McCoy. Yes, um, that was so cute. Which we spoke of so glowingly during the Hobbit <laughs> recast, so I felt really bad when I saw that. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> we just talked a lot of shit about you. We didn't talk um, shit about Sylvester McCoy, we talked about how great Sylvester McCoy is. It's just a really weird role and he's covered in bird shit. Yes, yes, but um, no, it was it was very very sweet because he is one of my favorite doctors, um, and so that was really really cool. Especially you know, it, it, like like you're saying, in this environment, it's hard to have a proper holiday. So that kind of little digital thing just was really really touching to me. Totally. Um, yes. And then we 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 had some small gifts we exchanged, um, and the, I think the big one that uh, I was really excited by is a book called um, "The Ninety Nine Percent Invisible City." Okay. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I've I've seen that. Yeah. It's it's yeah, for for the audience. It's a book about um city design. So basically, it talks about how um not only it's like architecture and buildings, but also like what do the spray paint lines on roads mean, and um how weird oddities in cities happen due to politics or um zoning laws or over time or whatever so it's all about how cities kind of get made and grow and the design decisions get made with it and it's really it was a really compelling book i i ripped through it in like a week it was a really really good huh that's awesome that sounds that sounds really interesting i gotta say i'm enjoying having danielle here for our 10 minute bullshit before we start the episode like it's kind of cool why yeah i don't know if i like you it's fun oh okay <laughs> I was like, is this kind of hazing? What's happening? No, no. I mean, mean, we always do like a 10 minute bullshit. That's our like intro. I'm really, I'm really happy to have Danielle here to bullshit with because, (laughs) oh boy, is she in for some shit. (laughs) (laughs) I like spending time with you. You're my friend. I also also, like spending time with you. And like any other year, I'd be seeing you in two weeks. Yeah, oh yeah, there's that. And then now, thank you for reminding me of how sad I'm going to be. No, Danielle, you should take away the one bright spot and that's that you won't have to be cold. Oh, that's actually very true. That's true. If you <laughs> you hate the cold. I absolutely take double damage from cold. <laughs> so it's the worst. so not not having to go to Milwaukee in January is like a mixed blessing yeah. for you. But you know, do you know how often I went to Milwaukee in January just to see you people? Right. Just to just to see the people that I love in my life, I would bear the cold. I would I would do that to myself, but now I don't have to. Thankfully, we did have a kind of a, a midwintery moment because for those who don't know, um, midwinter uh, uh, is always we all kind of more or less have the same hotel. We we the whole convention happens there. Um, it's one of the hotels that um that's the Milwaukee Hilton, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there's a bar there that we always hang out at because the it's monarch. a nice community place, the Monarch. Um, and so we did a Zoom call, uh, yes. a holiday party that Dixie organized, which was a ton of fun. But oh, she actually so found a picture of the Monarch and put it behind her <laughs> as her virtual backdrop. Yes. I was like, hanging out basically the, monarch. the same. Yeah, it's the same thing. I drank gin and tonics just like I would at the at the Monarch. It was great. Yeah. yeah. It's the uh, Hilton Milwaukee City Center. Everybody wants to look at pictures yeah. of it. It's actually a really nice hotel, and they have a mascot dog named Millie. Millie is the yeah. best. So um, so this yeah. hotel, let me, let me talk about this hotel for a little bit so I can reminisce about how amazing it is without actually being there. But <laughs> okay. it is done. <clears throat> so the, ho- the entire hotel still has the, like, 
interior design of its Art Deco 1920s, 1930s style. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so all of the, all, like, there's just, it's just Art Deco everywhere. All of the the ballrooms have these, like, ridiculous chandeliers and these, like, geometric shapes. And uh, all of the, like, main hotel space is just these, like, like straight lines, towering pillars. It's ridiculous. Uh, and I love going there, especially in midwinter, because they still have their giant Christmas tree up in, yeah. in yes. January <clears throat> for some reason. It's January. Because it's Christmas pretty. Is over. It is pretty, though. Um, Our Christmas tree is still up. Are you reading me right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would you? Because today is Epiphany. <laughs> it's the 12th day of Christmas today. Okay. Well, then the, it's got to come down now. After today. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll give you this one, Dixie. <laughs> I will politely point out that nearly every moon we've been to has been after the sixth. Yes. It's usually like I mean, yeah. In the the, the 15th <laughs> to the 20th range. So. Right. It, it, it's like a month after Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Like but there's still plenty. Month. Listen, I saw my Halloween decorations up on my Animal Crossing Island. So that's different. Halloween is a whole year as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Halloween is an aesthetic. It's not a holiday. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, fine. Fine. I can't win this argument. Anyway, you were saying, Danielle, <laughs> you were reminiscing. I was reminiscing. Anyway, so I uh, <clears throat> so I always want to run like a, a 1930s themed LARP while I'm at Midwinter. Yeah. And I was definitely going to this year, but then didn't because we can't be there this year. So next year... Hopefully we can go, and when we do, I will do uh, a 1930s ghost mystery game. Oh, that would be everybody is invited to. Everyone. Does that mean that I can finally rewear my costume from that first LARP we did? Yes, because I have that whole 1930s getup that I've worn exactly once. <laughs> Same. And speaking of that, um, additional incentive is that the Great Gatsby went into the public domain. Uh, this year so that's right it's true now i can just copy bits of it wholesale i why would i i I don't Uh, know but i mean i don't know but you could if you wanted is the point yes yes (laughs) i always look for my my big midwinter thing that sounds completely ridiculous in uh covid times obviously is the karaoke bar that is right down the yes. way. Oh my god, um, midwinter karaoke. There's a karaoke bar, like a, a dedicated karaoke bar, not like a bar that has it's, karaoke, like a bar that does karaoke every single night. And it's literally it's like so, half a block from the hotel. And oh, once it's I, so great. No one told me about that my first year there. And then when I discovered it, I got real mad. <laughs> and my second <laughs> midwinter, I put together a whole huge group to go sing karaoke. Yes. And then last year I went twice. Um, yes. Because I, I love karaoke. That's something that I've been doing as a like fun thing since I was like 17, I think. Because oh, wow. I, I wasn't old enough to drink in the bars I used to go to karaoke at when I started. Um, and so I, I love it. It's fun. It's silly. It's a good time. I love seeing what songs all my friends pick. I love doing duets with yes. people and just getting yes. silly and being weird. And like, yeah, so I love karaoke and I'm sad that now, granted, the last thing I want to do in this past year is, like, share a microphone with people and... Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, right. But next year. Next year. I, too, like to croon poorly in front of an audience who is all too drunk to care. So I am excited about karaoke anytime someone says that word. See? It's fun. It's the best. Because of my recent Beat Saber stuff, I was talking to some friends about Rock Band. And oh, how, yeah. like, Rock Band is the best. We, we, you know, when that first came out, of course, me and my friends had Rock Band parties, like, twice a yeah. week. Where we would all get together yeah. and play Rock Band. And I was always in demand for them because everybody else wanted to play the instruments and, like, actually, like, get good at the game. And I was no like, No one wanted sing. to sing. But yes. That's, that's all I want to do. <laughs> yes. I am the friend who only wants to sing. Yeah. So I always fronted the band. Um, I, I did nice. teach myself how to sing and play guitar on, on, a, on a couple of songs that I knew very well. But, sure. but mostly oh, I was just, uh, just, just singing and my, my, my band did really well. We went on a world tour and it was super fun. I haven't played rock band in years now, but I, I loved it. Do I loved it. You, do you remember that they had a Beatles version of that game? I own the Beatles yes. version of rock band. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I sang through all of that too. Some of those songs Same. are real hard and some of them are real easy. That yes. is a game that I think is due for a re-release at some point in your future. Rock band? Yes, please. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would Oculus. love like an updated. Oh my god, an Oculus Rock Band, where you're like yes. looking at the audience while you're singing. Oh yes. god, that would be so cool. Oh the my drummer god, so is cool. literally like drumming on a drum kit. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. I need that <laughs> harmonics. I know you're making games for Oculus because I've got one of them. So get your shit together. If you listen to the, if you listen to this podcast, <laughs> I am sure that everybody on Sapphire Harmonics listens to this do. podcast. I'm have certain ever, they ever, do. Actually, actually, have I ever told you my harmonics story? Okay, we're gonna have a 20 minute bullshit apparently because Sorry. now we have to hear Eddie's <laughs> harmonic story. This, this, is, this is really quick. Um, so I first did the Pugmire Kickstarter. Um, uh, we had a bunch of people who that's like, I think that's a thousand dollar peer where you could come in and actually uh, uh, get copied on certain uh, things and also name a, a location. Right. Sure. And so everyone but one person had responded back. So I had, I didn't recognize the address. So I emailed and um, I'm like, hey, you know, FYI, you know, here, here's your rewards. I want to hand that. And the response was, oh, don't worry about it. I just want to give the project money. And, and there's a signature on it. And I googled the signature and it was the CEO of Harmonix. What? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm just like, That's awesome. What? <laughs> yeah. What? I just yeah. wanted to give you money, man. Don't worry about my rewards. I was like, uh, oh, okay. It was the coolest fucking thing. So, uh, and I'm waiting at a convention where we're together so I could thank him, but it just hasn't worked out now. Obviously, it's not working out now, but. Well, huh. you can thank him now, here, here and now. Right. Because obviously they're Pugmire fans, so clearly they are listening to the podcast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Pugmire Rock Band. Pug, yes. <laughs> Pug Band. Pug Band. Pug Band. Pug Rock. Pug Rock. Pug Rock. Yes. Pug yes. Rock. Done. Do this. I might do this. Hell, Rose joked about making a Battle of Bands RPG. Now I have to do a Pug Rock RPG. Yeah. You're like traveling bards. They get into right. bardic contests. Right. But you're not good at all? No. <laughs> Why not? It's just it's just like the punk is not dog's good. jingle bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the barking dog songs. It's just <laughs> <laughs> Jingle Dogs, yeah. Jingle oh, dogs. No. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's let's get on track here. Um, <laughs> anyone that's okay. Wait, first... wait, wait, wait. Before we get on track, oh I my god! The tagline for for Pug Rock will be "Let me sing you the song of my people." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on, go on. Now we can get to business. <laughs> I can't right now. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, if you follow our website, you've seen that we've recently announced that our next Kickstarter is going to be a combined Kickstarter of Scion Dragon and Scion Math of the Mythos. Uh, just to what? say, that... really? Yes. <laughs> oh, that I mentioned that. Sorry. What? Yes. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I really hope you knew that already. <laughs> no, she knew. She knew. <laughs> um, one thing I will say about it, because people have asked this question, is there there will be different tiers. So you don't have to get both Mythos and Dragon. You can get either Mythos or Dragon or both. Um, so yeah. it's a really cool way for us to run a, a Kickstarter for these two supplements. So we can produce these two supplements that might appeal to two different audiences or might appeal to one person, just completely depending on what what you're into as far as games go. Um, but we are here today to talk about Scion Dragon with Danielle, who has, of course, developed it. Hello. Hello. International you- developer of mystery. <laughs> <laughs> So for for people that aren't familiar with it, what is the premise of Scion Dragon? I feel like people get, you know, origin and hero and god. Like that 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 that'll kind of make sense because it's all based on like pantheons that we have in the world. Um so how did you go about kind of translating dragon into Scion? You get to play a dragon. I mean, yes, well, thank but you you're for not playing on board. like a big <laughs> Danielle explained it better than that. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Because uh, I, sorry, I just, if I just pointed at Sion, it was like, you play a god, bye. People get mad at me. Would they, though? Yes. I, that sold me just right now. Like, I'm like, what? I get to play a god? Sign me I'm, up. I'm going to turn okay. this podcast around. <laughs> this is... uh, rewind, to, rewind to the five minutes of the podcast. So, I'm so glad Danielle's on board. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm regretting this. oh i'm sorry okay no so scion dragon you play um so just like in scion where you play children of gods 
in Scion Dragon, you play children of dragons. So instead of being the, you know, presumptive replacement for a god or becoming a god in your own right and, you know, going through these legendary deeds like Hercules and other heroes of legend who do, you know, these really cool things and their legend builds up and everybody knows them. And then, you know, that, that legend builds into worship and then now suddenly you're a god. Um, instead you're playing the child of a dragon and in our modern world, dragons aren't, are, are things of history, myth and legend, and they're not in the forefront of the stories and the myths and the legends Mm -hmm. in the sense that gods are in, in, in our, the world with, you know, capital T, capital W. Um, so you're playing someone who maybe doesn't know a whole lot about dragons because, well, there's not a whole lot to be said about dragons mm-hmm. and, but you are one or you are at least going to become one. And so it's a game about self-discovery, both of learning yourself, what the fuck is a dragon and who, you know, what the fuck is going on. It's also a, a discovery in the sense that it's about learning the truth of things so, uh, you know, with the way that gods work, you know, they, they have all these legends and these myths and these stories. And mm-hmm. when a god does something, it becomes the truth of the world. Right. And fate kind of binds these, these people into actions and, and deeds and doing things. And often fate will kind of define what's true. Dragons aren't really tied to fate that same way. Uh, they are like fate still affects them or does things to them, mm-hmm. but for the but for the most part, uh, dragons don't have their their lives rewritten in a way that they forget where they came from. And so, when the world gets rewritten over and over and over again by pantheons doing these big sweeping changes or you know setting out and doing all these mythological things, dragons are just like, okay, but remember when it wasn't like that? No, you don't remember, do you? God damn mm. it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they have almost like a sidereal thing going on a little yeah and so uh and so you are learning those essentially all the things that the dragons know uh, about the world and about themselves and about everything around you that is different from the truth of the world but is also the truth of the world so it's a lot of mm-hmm. discovery and and that kind of thing and so that's like a big part of it. And then the other big part of it is dragons are kind of not in the foreground. They're not the, the the heroes of legend and all that kind of stuff. Instead, they're trying to, oh, I don't know. They're not trying to take over the world, but they're definitely trying to take over the world. Um, <laughs> and so you're playing these, you know, uh, so so the, the other big part of the game is it's kind of a spy game. You're playing mm-hmm. agents for these mastery, like, you know, mysterious manipulators who are have to live their lives in the shadows and here you are being their their agent in the world because a big fuck off dragon can't just go stomping around downtown new york without turning some heads but i mean that would be cool though if you want to play godzilla i mean yes i'm not saying that i you know (laughs) make not quite explicit references to Godzilla in this game, but I because I can't use the word Godzilla in the game. Right. <laughs> you can use the word but kaiju. Wow. I can use the word kaiju, and I can talk about a uh, a rampaging uh, a rampaging reptilian who protects Tokyo. Yeah. So <laughs> it is could there, be anybody. Uh, <laughs> it could be anybody. <laughs> Literally anyone. It actually could be a few different animals at that point. Uh. It could. It could. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, is it possible to play a dragon who kind of, like, defects and goes and hangs out with a band of, like, regular god scions? Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. The... the, Because this is a game a little bit about self-discovery, there is a push and pull of, you know, do do you do what your dragon wants you to do? Or do you do your own thing? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, a lot of what defines Scion heroes is being kind of put forward on this path that they cannot step away from, 
right, being kind of shoehorned into this this mantle, this legend, this thing that kind of the fate that is set before them and not really being able to deviate from that path. Where Dragon is kind of the inverse of that, where you literally must forge your own path mm -hmm. through the world. So while you are forging your own path through the world, if you're like, man, th that dragon that keeps like telling me to to do weird ass shit that I don't understand why they're asking me to do it, like fuck a lot of that. What are you guys doing? Do you need some help? <laughs> I I don't know what that dragon wants, but you guys look like you're doing heroic things. So can I come along? <laughs> it's perfectly fine. Like it's perfectly fine. Go ahead and do that. Uh, cool. You may get you may get some weird dreams later. But that's okay. <laughs> right. Right. So I know that for, um, you know, kind of like main main game Scion versus the the supplements that we're doing that are optional, uh, we obviously had a lot of real world stuff to draw on. And granted, I know yeah. that Dragon has mythologies all over the world, whether it's dragons yes. or thunder lizards or giant snakes or what have you. There's always something that's kind of in that bucket of like large reptile. Um, so how did you group them for the game? to make kind of, you know, quote unquote, pantheons or whatever you call them. So uh, in, in Dragon, they're called flights. And didn't uh, I name that? Maybe there was a lot of back and forth on what to call them. So I just remember so getting like, maybe. like, like really hammering on like Flight of Dragons at one point because I liked that movie when I was a kid. <laughs> like it's my favorite movie. <laughs> I have it on VHS still. Oh, really? Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I do. It's a good movie. Literally my favorite movie. It's got yeah. wizards. They're all color-coded. It's the whole thing. Yes. Yes. As <laughs> as all the dragons. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's such a great movie. Like librarian adventures. That's really all I can imagine. I wanted to be a librarian so bad when I was a kid. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, sorry. What was the question? Oh, no. I know. Anyway, dragons. So, originally, I, I just kind of like offhandedly was like, okay, uh, you know, let's let's kind of group them based on like myth, like description almost, uh, or or cultural description. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, dragons that look like European dragons are a flight, and dragons that look like, uh, you know, Asian style dragons are a flight, and dragons that look like South American dragons are a flight. But that quickly fell apart. Uh, it just right. did not work. Um, so the, the taxonomy thing was a little bit of it, uh, and, and that there's still a little taxonomy, uh, in there, like, you know, big snake with big snake, but then there's like, okay, well, there's big snakes in, in South America and there's big snakes in Africa, but they just don't like act the same. Uh, so we, we kind of grouped it a little based on cultural belief and we grouped it a little on. Uh, we had to make a lot of stuff up for dragons because there are some cultures that have like a lot of stories about dragons and oh my God, there's so much there. And right. then there are some cultures that are like, yeah, dragons exist. Uh, <laughs> so, so we had to, we had to come up with some stuff for them. Um, so in general, our flights are based on uh, now after all that and reworking and doing a bunch of stuff is based on kind of their, their ultimate goals. Right. Um, so, so no matter where they were in the world, no matter what culture believed in them, um, the flights formed around how they wanted to solve the problem of uh, survival and what, and, and how they wanted to proceed mm -hmm. with, uh, with, taking back the world that they think belongs to them so uh so the lines are drawn in a more political fashion uh and and done by the dragons themselves not by worshipers or people who believe in them yeah uh, because right and and because long ago many of their worshipers uh were were converted uh, to pantheons and those worshipers mm -hmm. started worshiping gods instead of them uh, or they were killed so for for the for the dragons you know some of the dragons became gods they they joined pantheons because they were like this is a way to survive um, some of them did not uh, they were like that's shitty don't do that 
And so there's definitely, uh, you know, kind of this weird liminal space that dragons fall in, which allowed mm -hmm. them to be more political in how they created their dividing lines. So this is almost like the Vampire the Masquerade Scion game. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to say yes, but definitely <laughs> that sounds a lot. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, just like, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a masquerade of sorts where the dragons hide. A, a little bit. Yeah. Like the dragons, you know, dragons are, are very much kind of trying to keep themselves hidden, mm -hmm. um, even from the pantheons. Right. right. So yeah. those, those who don't, the pantheons don't necessarily know that dragons they think are dead are still active in the world mm -hmm. uh they definitely don't know that dragons that they converted to their pantheon are still acting as dragons to the dragon society right um and that's so cool. so right so there's this kind of hidden element which is why you know i i will say over and over this is a spy game yeah right and the one thing I like about this personally is that it also neatly explains why dragons have never been mentioned before in Scion. Yes. Um, it's the, well, because a lot of times we introduce new elements like this to an IP, it's the, well, how come those never mentioned before? Um, and it's the, well, because they were hiding. Um, yeah. And, right. and they're just now making their move. Yeah. Right. The only mentions that, that, that we've had have been, you know, a couple of gods that maybe had that as one of their forms, but it wasn't mm -hmm. like right. a big part of it. It was just like, oh, he's described as a dragon sometimes. Um, but now it's like, oh no, he actually has a dragon and he's probably gathering information on you. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Right. And, mm -hmm. and we, we do cover that in the book too. So, you know, there are some, uh, there's some really, you know, standout characters like, uh, in the Shin, there is, um, I forget what his Shin name is, uh, but there's essentially a dragon mm -hmm. who is a God in the Shin and he has heirs. Perfect. Wonderful. He is also a dragon. Uh, sorry, he has scions. Sorry, they're called right. they're called heirs when you're a dragon. So he has scions, literal like heir, like children that are part of his god form. He has scions. He's a god. Everything. He's also a dragon, and he has dragon heirs. Mm -hmm. And that just is true. I mean, he's got he's got a secret family. That's that's not uh, his... <laughs> that's not abnormal <laughs> right? for gods. Right. To have yeah. a secret side family. This <laughs> is secret side family. Yes. And like as as with any of the um kind of like, you know, s supplements we're doing for Scion that aren't part of the core line, like you can pick and choose what you want to put in your game. Oh god, yes. Um and that's that's kind of what I love about masks and also dragon is that you can throw them in their whole cloth and be like this is now the plot we're going with. Is that dragons are doing this and also there are these mythos you know, creatures and this and the other, or you can just pull in like one or two. Um, yes. Or you can say like, yes, these, you know, dragons defected and joined these pantheons, but they aren't still acting as dragons. Like you can, you can tweak it for your table. And that's what I love right. about role-playing games in general. I always think it's weird when people act like, um, because we put a book out, like that is the gospel truth of everything and they can't tweak yeah, it for I their table. <laughs> it's like, no, you can it, have fun with it. Like whatever makes yeah. it your game the most fun. Yeah. I mean, we do put, we definitely put a lot of effort into, you know, story and right. lore. It's there though for you to, to utilize and inspire you. It's not there to shackle you into a certain, there's only one right way to play. Are you right? saying that you're so not going to come to my house and take away my books if I play it differently? I, I can't right now. There's a pandemic on. <laughs> I was teasing somebody about that the other day on our Discord where they were acting like something negated something else. And I was like, yes. When second edition came out, I went to everybody's house and took all their first edition books and burned them. Yeah. I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, and I get it. Like you want to, you want to be current. You want to, you know, play with all the material and that's that's fine if you want to do that but if you only want to you know if there's only a couple of things you want to take out of a book you know that's also okay mm -hmm. or if you like everything but this one thing it's okay to leave that one thing out right but again the thing i think it's clever about dragon is that um it it you don't have to decide right away, right? Like you can yeah. run a straightforward Scion game and then later on, it's like, I want to add the dragon stuff in. Then, like, okay, well, if dragon just shows that moment to start making their moves. 
Right. Yeah. Or they, or you can just secretly tie everything that's been going on back to a dragon. Right. Mm-hmm. Posthum- posthumously and just be like, mm-hmm. ha it was a dragon all along. Totally. Absolutely. And wreck on the hell out of it. But it, 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 it's, yeah. it's because of that self-discovery you're talking about. Um, that's one of the things yeah. I'm really excited about with dragon is that you could just so explicitly retcon stuff and yeah. you know, it's like, okay, well, a dragon manages or a dragon's been pulling strings behind the, the, the counter or the, the dragon God decided to flip their allegiance or whatever. There's a lot mm-hmm. of things you can right. do and you don't have to decide at the moment as opposed to so many of the games where it's say, like, okay, you know, we have to, we're including these 12 supplements and not these five supplements and you can't really change that yeah. once you've started. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can, uh, you know, the fun thing about Dragon 2 is that they are they are both allies and antagonists in a Scion right. game. You know, if you're playing Dragon as a Dragon game, then your Scions can be both allies and antagonists. Mm-hmm. Um, it, either way, because, you know, the Dragons really just kind of want to, uh, they, they really want the gods, not all of them, you know, there's the different agendas, absolutely. But... It would be really convenient if the gods and the titans just, you know, killed each other off. Right. <laughs> and then the dragons could just fucking take over, you know, like what's left over. Uh, and because that would be really convenient, there's a lot of playing both sides against the middle where right. sometimes we need to help out the gods because, uh, you know, that would maybe, maybe the thing they're trying to do, the gods, mm-hmm. uh, is actually, you know, by killing a titan or or, or hurting someone, it actually hurts them in the long run because goodness, gods have never done anything thinking that they were doing the right thing that was actually hurting themselves. Uh, no. That never, that never happens. What? Um, and then, you know, of course there are times when dragons are going to say, okay, well we need to help the, these Titans out because the gods are getting too powerful or, you know, the scales are tipped too far in their favor. And we want there to be, you know, we want this struggle and we want to profit from this struggle. Um, so there's, there's definitely some times where somebody you thought was an ally may turn into, uh, an antagonist. Uh, there, you know, there's so much good fodder for, you know, twisty, turny stories, political games, uh, retconning things and, or just in general, Mm -hmm. you know, dragon fuckery, uh, (laughs) dragon (laughs) Dragon fuckery. fuckery. Dragon fuckery. That was the original title of the game. I think yeah. I think that might be the episode title. Dragon fuckery. <laughs> there we go. Uh, it's better than dragon. Dragon. Why did you name it that? Dwagon. I I I'm 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 gonna call Eddie out on the podcast. Um <laughs> so Eddie names all of our Zencaster rooms, and usually it's something like Scion Actual Play Part Three or Interview with Rose Bailey, whatever it is, right? And this one is literally called Dwagon. D-W-A-G-O-N. <laughs> Why did you call it Dwagon instead of Dragon? So I will answer that, but first of all, I also want to point out that I did call the Hobbit episode the fucking Hobbit, so I, I mean, mean, there's been a trend. True, true. <laughs> I, think, but no, I uh, think you're getting punchier the, the longer we do this. I bet it's going to be whatever the fuck this is. That's going to be the title of it. <laughs> no, no um, that's actually an inside joke between me and Mike Cheney. Um, because uh, when we were doing uh, the Fetch Quest Kickstarter, um, there was some placeholder art for some of the cards kind of showing them off, and we didn't have all the art in yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for the Possessor Beast, uh, he had used a picture of Murray in his dragon costume. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. But we didn't call it a dragon costume. We called it a dragon costume. Um, right. Oh, a dragon. So um, it, it became, we had you put in the card, you know, a, a Murray dragon. Um, and so now it's been an ongoing joke of, of dragon, not dragon. Aw, dragon. Yeah. See? Yep. I like it. So, Danielle, what are some of the, or I guess who are some of the, I'm not sure how to talk about dragons. Are they, are they creatures or are they people? Um, what are some of the dragons that are specifically in the game that you can play as scions of or heirs of as it is? Okay. Um, just, just, just some of your favorites. Some of my favorites. Okay, so, um, ooh, spoilers. All right, let's do it. Uh, so, um, List them all alphabetically definitely... with their purviews. No. <laughs> uh, so, so one of the things I will say, and and part of it is because I wanted to spend a lot of time uh, making it very clear that the flight is more important than the individual dragon that you are 
you know, an heir to. Uh, and that the that while your individual dragon may have their own personal goals that they're forcing you mm-hmm. towards, uh, the flight as itself is is more of the driving factor in your life than the individual heir. So you may you may or individual dragon. So you may actually not even know who your dragon parent is mm-hmm. for a large portion of the game. Um, so, so I just, I want to point that out. And because of that, we didn't actually include a laundry list of dragons for each flight. We actually only have about five or six dragons detailed for each flight okay. to give inspiration, um, with the, we, you know, with the explicit, literally you can pick literally any dragon uh, to mm-hmm. to be okay. you know, to be your dragon parent. Pick up dragons, uh, right? Um, so, but we we absolutely included some cool dragons. So let's talk about them. Um, so Tiamat, of course, absolutely nice. Um, Fafnir, of course, uh, of course, yes, of course. Uh, let's see, um, Leviathan. Cool. Let's see who else. Uh, um, Apep. So our oh. Egyptian. Yep, he's a dragon. Uh, and Amut. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see who else is cool. Um, None of the other ones are cool. Just those. They, no. Right. They oh, also have the cool kids have... table. The other ones are all band geeks. Yes. We also have uh, <laughs> Jorm- Jormungandr. Uh, because... And Nidhogger. So we have, you know, these, those are our Nordic dragons. Mm-hmm. And pardon see. their pronunciation. We're not perfect at all these languages. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm so yeah. bad. And I'm going to, I'm going to, we also have, uh, a, let's see, uh, Ryojin, because he's literally the dragon king. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we have Yinglong. Uh, mm-hmm. we have, let's see, keep going. Uh, oh, some of my Naga are my favorite. Uh, Naga is a type of, uh, dragon flight. So okay. not, uh, not a specific one dragon. Um, but we have Vasuki who is cool. And then we also have, uh, Kushedra who, uh, when I read the mythology on Kushedra was like, oh my God, this dragon is fucking weird and cool what is weird and cool so, about them um so their description is that they are like uh, it's a little it's a little pg-13 uh but essentially <laughs> that's okay they, uh they are a multi-headed dragon who has a a row of teats uh and they like spray rancid milk on people um <laughs> <laughs> wow and they're like hairy instead of scaly. It's 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 both gross and wonderful. They're like a mammal dragon. Yeah, a little. I I mean, if they have yeah, teats and like, milk, they're a mammal, right? Let me let me just say that uh, asking for for art notes for that particular dragon was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's okay as long as Harris doesn't try to make it sexy. That's like always the hole you have to fall into when you start describing things like that. Yeah. And you're like, don't make this sexy. Whatever you do. Yeah, please, <laughs> please. Please. Please don't make this sexy. Please, I have seen please. some of the art for Dragon already and it's fantastic. Oh um, my god. I'm so excited about the dragon mm-hmm. art because yeah. dragons. Dragons are cool. Uh, <laughs> because dragons are fuck off cool. But yeah, uh, I mean, I I could I probably could go on, but I won't. Um, just because you're just going to list all the dragons in the book. Be like, they're all cool. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Right. That's that's kind of where we're getting. <laughs> so what, what else would you like to tell people about dragon? Like, are, is there any other, you know, topics or misconceptions or anything you want to clear up before we, uh, you know, go on to an outro kind of thing? Uh, so let's see. Uh, dragons are cool. Um this is i you Noted. know i i keep yeah right dragons <laughs> are cool uh you do you will get to turn into a dragon when i say oh, that you, you are you get to play a dragon I, I fucking mean it um you have every dragon has a draconic form that they can uh, every air 
So even as a little baby, I just started, I, you know, my, uh, my rating, it's called inheritance because you're heirs, uh, and Mm -hmm. I'm clever. Uh, (laughs) even if your inheritance isn't very high, uh, you can still turn into a dragon. Um, so everybody has a draconic form and, you know, uh, that is kind of defined a little bit by, uh, what kind of air you are, but you get to really define what you look like as a dragon. When you're a dragon, are you automatically like a giant fuck off dragon or can, or are you like a human sized dragon? Uh, so you, are, you start as a, a giant fuck off dragon, but you can take special knacks to make you different sized. Like you can take a, na- a knack that lets you be smaller. Oh, cool. If you want. I want to be a tiny um, dragon. There are, yeah, there's also, um, there are, there are two, like, so, you know, scions have knacks and so do dragons, uh, and that's based on callings. So dragons have callings just like, uh, gods do. Um, they're different than, than the god callings, just like the titan callings are different than the god callings. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so you have knacks based on those callings, same deal, but you also have, uh, what are called transformation knacks that have everything to do with what your dragon form looks like. And these transformation knacks actually let you take on bits of your draconic form without com- fully converting into draconic form. Um, so you could grow a pair of wings and fly around if you wanted to with this knack, or you could grow, you know, like just have your giant fuck off stinging tail or a row of vicious teeth or, or just badass you know, wings or just badass wings. I just want to or be a, a badass wings person. Yeah. Um, so, so you, so you have these, um, so you have the ability to turn into full on dragon form, but you also have the ability to just, just pull a little, like my, you know, my giant grasping claws or whatever, or the acid spit that I throw or the fire breath that I breathe that you can, you could just pull on for a little bit. And then, uh, and then not, uh, and then it'll go away. Uh, these are also how you use your feats of scale. So instead of uh, using your legendary title the way uh, scions do, you actually are just like, I'm a big off fuck off dragon. I'm huge. I can do feats of scale. Mm. Also, feats of scale is a great pun when you're a dragon. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Um. That's all I can think of when you say feats of scale in in relation to dragons. It's like feats of tooth and scale. Yeah. The other, the other thing about dragon that I think is really, really cool that I'd like to talk about a little bit, just to kind of tease because it's probably my favorite part of dragon that we haven't talked about at all is memories. So I talked about dragons being kind of this, uh, this font of, they, they don't forget who they were, what the world was like before things changed and they remember everything, literally everything. Mm-hmm. They remember all timelines. They remember all fates that have come and gone. That's so cool. They they have a huge collective memory. And not just each individual dragon remembers this, but each individual dragon is connected to kind of this zeitgeist of memory um, that they share with each other. And so this allows two unique things for your 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 players one is that even dragons who have died exist in the memory Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so some of them are attempting to reincarnate through their heirs so you may be a reincarnation of a dead dragon yeah uh, as an heir the, uh, and so that that in itself is really cool. So you may just be a reincarnation of Fafnir or mm-hmm. whatever. Cool. Right? So that's so that's already really cool. And then the other thing that the memory does is because you as an heir are part dragon, and so you are also tapped in, tapped into this collective memory. Um, you have what we call memory deeds, and also just you experience draconic memories every now and then. And this is how your dragon communicates with you by sending you these cryptic memories that you suddenly remember a thing that is important to what you're about to do. And you, you experience these memories sometimes as flashes or visions, sometimes as, as dreams. 
um, sometimes as the ability to do a thing you couldn't normally do. Um, and so, you know, these memories and the, the way the memories work, instead of having fate binding, which is a thing for gods and things that fate touches, mm-hmm. uh, you have these memories that you can essentially say, like, at any time you can say, oh, man, that thing over there is really important to my dragon. And now I have a memory about it. And you can gain and invoke and compel uh, to to interact with that memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and invoking your memories gives you bonuses. And if you are compelled to act upon a memory because your dragon has pushed you so far that you, you're now compelled to work to work towards that deed that also gives you like a a thing, a cool thing. Right. Uh, And resolving the memory gives you your, that's how you gain experience uh, towards, towards leveling up (laughs) essentially. So, uh, so the, the way, the way you interact with the collective memory of dragonhood is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, it's something I really want to like, it, this cool element of the game that we don't talk a lot about, but is ex- yeah. extremely vital to the game itself. No, honestly, I mean, I remember talking through the approval process. And I, I was in love with the memory section because so many times if you try to do conspiracy games where the players don't also know what the conspiracy is, mm-hmm. it could feel like you have no agency. It's like, well, the right. conspiracy always is one step ahead of me, or um, I'm just being pushed around. I don't know why. But the way the memories work is that um, a D just pops up on your sheet functionally, and yep. it's like you could just choose not to follow it. But yep. that's experience points you're you're leaving on the table. Yeah. And then if you follow along to do those things that you're being asked to do, you get cool benefits for following along with that, both in the moment and long term. Right. So there's a lot of player incentivization to be cool to follow these extremely cryptic because i mean memories could be as dumb as pick up this box and deliver it to this museum and leave it at this museum at exactly 10 35 p.m right yes and it's like, i don't know why yes. i'm doing this but yeah you, you do it and suddenly i have learned how to do lock picking because i need to I, I don't know how to do lock picking but i need to get in some museums so suddenly now I've, I've gone through my memories of dragonhood and figured out how to pick locks and <laughs> it's really it, it's, it's a cool way of keeping player agency because anytime you could say no i'm done with this but if you keep following along the path you keep getting more cool stuff to keep you going along that path so it, it's it's a very much a the players still have agency but they don't necessarily know why they're doing it. And it's because all the cool bits of being in a, a cryptic conspiracy without any of the flaws, which I really, really love. Right. Uh, yeah. And the, and the thing is, is like both the player and the, the story guide have, have narrative control over when a memory pops up. So the player right. can at any time decide like, Oh, this would be a great time for a memory to pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another way that the players have a, a lot more agency of like, man, my character doesn't know why this is happening, but I think this is a cool moment for this to be this thing that we've just seen or this action that I'm about to do to be vitally important to my dragon's agenda. Yep. That's super cool. Yeah, it's so cool. And I think, I think that, you know, when I talk about this being a spy game and then I don't explain why I, it's a spy game, like the memory element is really like you know like eddie said this conspiracy element of you're just being given these cryptic memories and you're like well i guess i'm gonna act on it i guess yeah i mean you're you're, you're getting shadowy messages from an unknown quantity right telling you to do certain right. actions and sometimes you get rewarded Which for might, those and it's weird and of course the funny right. part is is like it, that cryptic quantity might also be yourself yeah yeah exactly <laughs> right so, this, so, so you also have the, the weird Doctor Who moments of you're actually a dragon that's trying to reincarnate. So your dead self is giving you memories and objectives to manifest your own goals. Right. It's really, yes. it could be a really fun mindfuck if you really want to go that route. Right. Yes, absolutely. Um, which is exciting to me. Like, I'm so excited to run this game for people and have them interact with that, like that element of it. And also you mm-hmm. get cool dragon magic. Like, that goes without saying. But you just said it. Yeah, but I just, you know, I don't need to go into it. <laughs> <laughs> just 
Come on, it's dragons. Come on. All in all, it is oh, just dragons. a really cool way to play Zion. Like even if you're not super into dragon myth, like I'm, I'm not a big dragon person. Like yes, I loved Flight sure. of Dragons as a kid, but like I hit an age and just was like, yeah, dragons aren't my thing anymore. Um, although I, I know for a lot of my friends, they still very much are. So I'm not like being dismissive of that. Um, but dragons aren't a big deal for me. Like it's not a, th- a thing that I'm super into. However, I'm really intrigued by the style of gameplay because um, it's very similar. Mm-hmm. Like like you said, like, like I love heist games. I love spy games. Mm-hmm. I love stuff where it's like, here's your shadowy message. Go do this thing and maybe you'll get rewarded for it. Because um, that's that's even a lot of what we're doing in my cyberpunk game right now, you know? Yep. It's just like keeping secrets from each other. And yeah, I guess we're doing this thing now, but it's probably going to go real bad. <laughs> yep. Um, so that's that's cool to me. And also being, yep. you know, I mean, wings and fangs, that's cool too. Who doesn't want that? I mean, who doesn't want that, right? So Eddie, I know yeah. that you read through most of Dragon. Did you, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you uh, think is super cool? Um, honestly, uh, it, if Daniel wasn't going to mention memories, I was definitely going to. Um, uh, so I think it's a big part of it. The, I think the other thing that is cool is that it, this only requires Sion Origin. Um, so if you have Sion Origin, you decide to have Dragon, you have the whole game. So unlike some other uh, Sion support books require a fair amount of books, this is one that only requires mm-hmm. one book. Um, and it's nice to show that that one core book, because a lot of people, frankly, and I think to a large degree correctly, have looked at Origins basically at the thing I need to get before I play a hero. Yes. Um, uh, so it's like, well, it's basically the other half of the hero book. But with the dragon, Daniel's kind of shown that you can take that core base and go in a very different direction, a very different game style mm-hmm. um, right. that while compatible with hero is still a very different game. Like if you're playing a dragon game, it's it's going to be totally very, very different. Um, yeah. It's still over the top. It's still high powered. It's still mythic. Uh, all of those things are absolutely still there, but yep. it's so so a, a different game tonally that it, you you'll be surprised. I, th- I think we'll help people look back at Origin and go, oh, there's a lot more depth here in that mm-hmm. book than was perhaps visible because people are so focused on the core Scion experience. It's like, okay, there's actually a lot of different variety you could pull from that base if you extrapolate yep. and think it through. So I think yeah. Dragon has a lot to kind of redeem Origin. I, yeah, I mean, I think so. It's also a reason, you know, it's a, like you, if you already have the origin book, you know how to play this game. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is great. So now there are two books that origin is supporting. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Instead of just the one. Yeah, I mean, so that's, I think that's. Sorry. I was going to say, like, that's, that's why for RSI on actual play, we did an origin level game was because mm-hmm. like it, it is fun to play origin level characters on some level, especially when you're still like learning about yourself and figuring things out like yeah maybe you're a little better than the average person but you're not like a superhero like what's going on you know um and that's that right. that, that self-discovery thread was actually really fun to play in origin and i could see like taking that all the way through dragon would be really cool yep and the other thing is like because origin is very much it, it, it's your origin story again again like you said there's self-discovery but with hero that leads to I am the child of a god, and now the world's eyes are on me. And right. with Dragon, it's I am now an heir, and I can't let anybody know about this. Right. And so yes. self-discovery goes in two different directions, but those core themes are still there. So again, it, 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 it's, it's one of those things that's Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned 99% Invisible, um, but that's one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately about design is invisible design. And I think this is one of yeah. those where it's, it's going to be intensely clever, but I think a lot of people aren't going to get it until they start playing both games and go, oh, this is actually very different from that, but also they're using the same structure and the same scaffolding to get very distinct experiences. Yes. Yeah, I think I think it is, you know, well, and I'm not going to toot my own horn here, but I think StoryPath itself as a as a core system really lends itself to... Uh, that kind of variation mm-hmm. yep. in general. Mm-hmm. Well, that's super cool. So, yeah. I'm excited about Dragon. I'm excited for the Kickstarter. I'm anxious, excited. <laughs> ang- 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 excited. 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 <laughs> no, that's not good. It has shite right in the middle of it. <laughs> shite! <laughs> well, that's probably accurate. I mean, that describes <laughs> how I feel about sometimes Kickstarters, but... 
That's like such a common thread with our developers, though, is that we like open a Kickstarter and they're like, I'm so nervous about it. And it does really well. And it's like, yeah, OK, it's fine. It'll be fine. I mean, I mean, anytime you make a product and then mm-hmm. put it in front of people and you don't know how they're going to react to it, it is nerve nerve wracking. Oh, totally. Right? They, like, even if I'm fully confident, people will like it. People will buy it. It will be fine. That doesn't mean I'm not like, but what if they hate it and me because of it? Uh, <laughs> Well, if they hate you because of it, they're taking their uh, hatred a bit far. I mean, yes, but have you met fans? Right. I mean, yeah, I think everybody listening to this podcast is super cool, though. Um, sure. I- I'm not talking to any of y'all. I'm talking about people <laughs> who may back our Kickstarter just to be angry. Right. I mean, if you want to give me money, that's okay. <laughs> but is Don't, the $1 really worth it? <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i don't i don't want one dollar so you can shit on me well i think this one's gonna if be you were thinking of doing that <laughs> i think this one's gonna be really cool we've got you know chris bybee's mask of, mask of the mythos um oh, which man. is really really fun and we'll probably draw in some of the you know call of cthulhu, call of cthulhu crowd and you've got dragon yeah, which I, is a super cool spy game i had the privilege to work on masks of the mythos and I, that all, that book is also going to be slamming. Like, mm-hmm. I am just so excited about both the books on this Kickstarter, honestly. Same. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see which, uh, like, how, how the two books do and how many people do, like, the two-book deal versus, like, the one or the other or two PDFs or, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. I should I should set up a, a, friendly, a friendly wager with Chris Spivey about uh, whose book will have more <laughs> pledges. <laughs> in the individual category and honestly i i think it's hard to call because on the one hand like cthulhu is such a, a staple of the total RPG industry yeah. that yeah. people will it's back hot. and just go oh it's another another cthulhu game i'll back it um but i think a lot of people the same goes for dungeons and dragons right and say oh yep. it's a game about dragons i like dragons um so i, like I think dragons. both will have that face level appeal right. yep. but then also yep. digging deeper into like in this case, uh, uh, the espionage intrigue of a world that's run by myth, and then other sides we haven't talked about it yet, but we'll talk about it. We have Chris on the podcast. The what happens with Pantheon goes bad. Yeah, um, right. I think both of those have some deeper resonance as well that are also going to be really compelling. I mean, some Pantheons are already bad. I'm not naming. Well, names right, right. goes in in, in a in a <laughs> astronomical sense. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not naming. All names of our Pantheons are great. Names. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh yeah uh-huh everyone's doing the best work <laughs> great or greatest pantheon they're all just trying their best all right <laughs> they're just right. trying their best it's 2021 they're all just trying they're all their just best. doing their best <laughs> well that gets uh, us about at the end of the episode so yeah if people do want to find you follow you or talk to you about Zion dragon where is the best place to do so danielle uh, you can find me online at www.daniellozon.com. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook at uh, Danielle Lozon Author. And you can find me on Twitter at, at Impernius. I don't suggest finding me on Twitter because it's going to be really boring because I don't actually post to Twitter yeah, very you often. You just like shit post every now and then when something I, comes across your every, dashboard. Like if you were if you are looking for the occasional shit post, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> if you want to talk to me about if you want to talk to me about my work or dragon or anything else, then maybe uh, also the OPP Discord. Sometimes I go in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and read through it. Um, I, I spend so much of my time on Discord nowadays. Uh, yeah. It's honestly maybe the best way to get in touch I with I think me. all of us do. <laughs> um, yeah. Sometimes I go into the forums, but not not often anymore. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. Because you've got other things to worry about, like making books. Like making a book. Like making a book. Eddie, where do people find you, follow you? Uh, you can find me online at pugsteady.com and from there you can access to all my social media accounts. Uh, like, like Daniel said, I also tend to hang out on Discord a lot lately. And I was just thinking, actually, should we have a Scion Dragon channel on there? Obviously. I don't know. We'll have to look at, uh, look at our channels. I mean, if you make one, I'll probably hang out in there to talk to people. 
Right, because I was about just to say, saying. you can find Danielle on Blah, and I realized we only have just the Scion channel. Well, maybe I will make um, some more channels for our Discord, because that's something I can do. You have the power. It's not like, we've got the power! <laughs> I mean, sorry. We, we've, we, we've got different channels for all the They Came From Games, and we've got different channels for all the Trinity Games. Right. So I feel like having at least like a couple of different channels for Scion, like whether it's just like Scion supplements or something. Maybe uh, yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll have to talk that through. I mean, there are only so many Scion games, so like, why can't they have their own channels? Like, is this this sounds like some Trinity privilege? <laughs> I mean, she says as the Trinity developer, <laughs> the Trinity developer. <laughs> I mean, I think it's more of the privilege of uh, Ian is the owner of the Discord. <laughs> ah, so Ian, Ian. I'm going to call him Eon from Eon? now on. Uh, Eon. Eon keeps making uh, channels for Trinity Games when a new one gets announced, and we keep not doing that for the other ones. Well, sounds like sounds like that's some bias on Ian's part. I wonder why, Danielle. I play Francis. <laughs> I mean, Francis is literally the best. So <laughs> I, Francis is literally I love the best. that we're having a Discord logistics conversation right before I sign off. <laughs> <laughs> uh so anyway check out the kickstarter when it goes live uh i don't know the exact date that's going to be yet but i think we said it was in january at some point uh mm -hmm. you can find me most places at dixie cyanide um you can find us at the onyxpath.com or the onyx path on most social media and as always many worlds one podcast. Mm -hmm.